You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. We're talking day three picks today, not from the most recent 2021 NFL draft, but historically, currently in the NFL, who are the best day three draft picks? An all-pro team consisting of only day three picks. Fourth through seventh rounders now. It used to only be a two-day endeavor, which knocks at least one player off our list. This is a question that we had from a listener, Jerry. He says, slow time, a topic for you guys. Please list a current Pro Bowl-type roster with only day three picks. And I think he's piggybacking off of our all-pro free agent team that we did, what, uh, two, was the last week? Yeah, I think about we a week did ago. The, yeah. yeah, the all-pro okay. team. So now we got a list of day three picks to build an all-pro team from. Uh, some of them, I think, are also on the free agent team. So some crossover. I wonder which team would win. Maybe we could look at that at the very end of the pod as well. But um, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL is where questions like that come in to us that we hit every Twitter Tuesday. And then sometimes there's other questions that need an entire episode. So let's get into day three picks currently in the NFL that are balling out Matt and we've got a bunch of them I, I we shared a couple emails here and I have a list of guys that I was nominating for the all pro team and you added to that with a bunch of other names and some names I had forgotten about and didn't think about and then we just came up with a couple more right before going on the air this is this is fun a lot of really good day three players and this is a, this is a star field roster actually more so on offense the defense even yeah yeah this you put you did the bulk of this work and did a, a tremendous job putting a list together um, a couple notes. Rookies n- are illegal. They don't count. Undrafted free agents don't count. They're not day two picks. I mean, so there's some great pickups across the league of, mm-hmm. you know, undrafted free agents. They don't count. They have to have been drafted. Um, people are going to get really tired of me saying this because I'm going to say it over and over and over for the next month or two. There's going to be a lot of day two picks, especially from last year's draft class, but the class before that where I think they're going to become more and more household names. Like, I bet this list looks a lot better a year or two from now. That's just a hunch. And when we started this little project, I thought, man, it's going to be hard to find corners that aren't slot guys, edge guys, you know, true edge difference makers, and tackles. Mm -hmm. You know, those guys just get – obviously, the first rounders get scooped up quick in the first round. But even if you're a – Man, go back and look at this year's draft class. If you're a corner that's six foot and ran a four or five or better, you're not getting out of day two. If you're a tackle with feet that's six six, you're not getting out of day two. You know, if you're an edge rusher with traits, you're not going to get to the third day very often. No, that's a great point. And uh, there was a couple of position groups that I thought would be easier to find players that were actually surprisingly difficult. And yeah, especially yeah. when you look at actual all-pro lists and Pro Bowl lists, I mean, I think you get an extra benefit of the doubt if you're a high draft pick, too. So there's some, um, uh, I don't even know what the word is, but there is some bias, I think, towards the higher drafted players. So if there's a tie, it's going to go to the guy who's drafted in the first round for those postseason accolades than the guy who's drafted in the fourth round, even if they played similar ball. So that was another thing when mm-hmm. I was just looking at a couple of past lists of pro bowlers and all pro pro players looking for some day three selections. And there's not that many that make the team. And, and the ones that do just stand out like a sore thumb. No, and you're right. I mean, uh, something we've mentioned before, but can't be talked about enough is people think there's a ton of 
preseason snaps, snaps throughout the week. You get a whole week to prepare for a game. You can take time out to develop, you know, lesser pedigree players. It's not how the league works at all. You know, I mean, if you're stuck behind Peyton Manning, you don't get a snap. You know, I mean, and the same is true at a lot of other positions. So these six, seventh rounders, they just don't get the same attention and opportunities as some other people ahead of them. And I, I didn't plan on talking about this, but I'll just bring it up since it's uh, in the news. They have announced that there's not going to be any supplemental draft in 2021. And no. if you, if I was advising a prospect and look, you think you go back to school and get drafted higher, get drafted higher because it makes your NFL life a lot easier if you're drafted on uh, day one or two in the first three rounds and if you're drafted later. It just does every step of the way. Yep, no, no doubt. Um, that's a good nugget about the supplemental draft. Um, I want to call out the Draft Dudes podcast, part of the Locked On Network. I was listening this morning. They're starting their summer scouting series. They, they just profiled three quarterbacks. So I'm starting to think more, you know, a little bit more uh, about draft next year. And where I'm going with that is, I often talk about these late round picks and that are coming in as rookies as being mostly undrafted free agent types. This was not a deep draft class because of the COVID situation. Next year's draft, though, holy smokes. I mean, the guys that would have went in the supplemental, mm -hmm. all the dudes that went back, opt-outs, some older prospects, some more experienced ones. I think next year's class is going to be deep. And we might start seeing some college players that can find some other ways to make a little cash, which might yeah, how about that too? prompt some players to stay in school a little bit longer, not needing to make that jump and and really hurting their own career, making a jump too soon. Guys that think they're going to go, you know, in the top 100 picks, end up going in the seventh round or going completely undrafted and really derail their NFL chances in their career by leaving school too early when it's not advised. And you always see like 100 guys there come out of, college every year early and, and so many that don't get drafted it's it's unbelievable sometimes it's like who's advising yeah. this guy you know and some of them just need the money or want the money so maybe that will have an effect on on those types of things as well and how many players are uh, undrafted every year and, and that's just going to make the draft a little bit stronger and especially next year have a little slingshot effect there yeah that's a fantastic point and you know a lot of these kids unfortunately just because of their economic situations at home or their family or who they're trying to support do come out a year early it's not the best thing for their career the nfl doesn't care about their economic problems and doesn't give them any more opportunity than anybody else and oh by the way it's probably not a terrible life to be the number one running back or linebacker at say arizona state or some wonderful location and be the big guy on campus and get some uh, attention at parties and from the opposite sex <laughs> yeah. or, you know, I mean, it's not such a bad lifestyle if you can do it one more year. Yeah, especially if you could find a booster who owns a car dealership and wants to pay you for your likeness to maybe be on a billboard and you have a little right. extra cash for those nights at those parties. And, and that'll make your college life a little bit more fun for that last year. So uh, give yeah. you a reason to stay in school, a little extra reason. Plenty of reasons. Then that's a topic for another day, too, of what kind of <laughs> schadenfreude could go on with players getting paid. And that's going to be very interesting how that all works out and who it helps the most and who it hurts the most and, and what schools it might help and uh, how it helps players. Uh, so that's uh, that's going to be a fun conversation that we don't have time to get into today. But let's start here with quarterbacks in our yeah. day three all pro team. Uh, Tom Brady was drafted such a long time ago. The draft was only two days back then. So being a sixth rounder, he was actually not a day three pick. And Jerry specified we're looking for day three selections here. So Tom Brady cannot be our quarterback. 
We have a little age bias against him too, you know, a little ageism here, but he doesn't count. So there's obviously a, a slam dunk one here, and that's Dak Prescott, which is great. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, I think the only other consideration here for that uh, first team could be Kirk Cousins, but he would clearly be a second team guy here for day three selections. And another name that you added that I didn't originally think about was Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I'm a Minshew fan. I often think say that I think he's going to have a Ryan Fitzpatrick-like career, which is tremendous from a six-round quarterback. I mean, great. Bounce around the league maybe a little bit, eventually become a mentor, start some games. But, hey, if my number two quarterback's Kirk Cousins, I'm doing great. Oh, yeah. If I mean, you, that's found money if you're drafting somebody. That yeah. kid can be a long-term starter for you in the fourth round. Unfortunately, Washington played that terribly and didn't get the value they probably should have uh, out of that fourth-round pick. We'll see what it right. looks like with Dak Prescott and the fourth-rounder there. Uh, now that he's gotten a mega contract coming off an injury and uh, hoping he looks like the uh, the old Dak and so many weapons on offense, that could be a fun Cowboys offense to watch for a while. How crazy is that, though? Like, you know, let's just pretend that Washington didn't give an arm and a leg to go get RG3 and just drafted, I don't know, sat where they were, took a tackle, took an edge rusher, whatever, whoever the best player on the board was, hung back and used a fourth-round pick on Kirk Cousins and build around him like the Cowboys did Dak Prescott on his first contract. Imagine how different the world would be. Oh, it's insane. I'm actually looking at it right. Well, the very next pick was Trent Richardson, so that wouldn't have gone well for Washington either. But uh, at least... I forget where they were originally, though, but they moved up for a ra- I mean, a oh, ransom. To go right. Just that... sit pat and just take who's available and keep all your picks, future picks, you know, and just build around Kirk. Wow, that would have been something. Yeah, they would have looked a lot yeah. better off if they had not done the, the RG3 part of that and then also paid Kirk Cousins a lot earlier and he'd still be in Washington yeah, I'm yeah. sure and look Dallas did the same thing like what, what is exactly. there something with a, a quarterback that doesn't go in round one doesn't have that fifth year option like how long did it take to realize Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins deserved to get paid I think both those teams screwed that up big time yeah I think you're right and at least Dallas and Seattle Russell Wilson didn't quite qualify here recognized that they had a diamond in the rough early and played them as rookies you know We've got a lot of positions to get to here, but one quick yeah, note yeah. on Gardner Minshew. If you were a team, would you be looking to trade for him? Because he's obviously not, like not going to be a starter anytime ever for uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and probably has a little bit more value than a backup for them. I, I feel like there's some sort of a deal that could be done there. I do too. There's so many teams that are so bad at backup quarterback. We could you know list them on and on and on. But what if you're even the Jets? You know, Just put him behind Wilson and at least he's played. Yeah, some, like even a stopgap in 2022, maybe just that sort mm-hmm. of a role, a veteran player that can give you starts, knowing that he's not going to get that where he is. I'm sure he would like to go somewhere as well. So uh, interesting name there, Gardner Minshew, that might have an opportunity to start, but probably not on his current team ever again. <laughs> probably not. And right. that's how uh, the Jaguars hope that goes. All right, the rest of all day three offense coming up, and we'll get to the defensive side of the ball as well. Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round selections making good in the NFL. Speaking of draft picks, now that the NFL draft is over, you can go find win totals at betonline.ag. How did teams improve? Do you think a certain team's chances to win the Super Bowl next year have changed? Win some money on it at betonline.ag. 
They've also got some fresh odds on Offensive Rookie of the Year. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, second, tied with Trey Lance. Kind of like Zach Wilson at 7-1. to Kyle Pitts, 11-1 to on the defensive side for Rookie of the Year next season. Micah Parsons leads that at 4-1. to Jalen Phillips, 7-1. to J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan at 10-1, to along with Zayvon Collins. And the second rounder, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, one of the steals of the draft, in my opinion, 12-1 to odds. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, Table Games, Poker. All you got to do to get involved in the action is head to the website at betonline.ag or the mobile app. Use promo code LOCKEDON when signing up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So we got Dak Prescott as our quarterback here. Running back is, there There was a few positions that I thought, man, there should be a lot more names here. You know what's interesting yeah. about running back is there's almost as good a crop of undrafted running backs as there is day three running backs. And most of the the, the backs that are getting a ton of accolades in the NFL were, were pretty high draft picks. And I argue that you shouldn't be drafted running backs in the top 50, but those are the guys that are uh, making all pro teams and getting drafted high in those fantasy drafts. Looking at running backs here, I think two definitely stand out. Aaron Jones, fifth round selection, and Chris Carson, a seventh round pick who went from, I think, junior college to Oklahoma State, was it? And was yep. a sort of a player that was not on my radar at all, showed up with the Seahawks and outperformed the the first rounder in, in Penny that they had drafted. Yeah, a, a good pairing without question. Um, I, I would have guessed that position would have been a little stronger, a little deeper. I mean... I did some real digging and came up with Chase Edmonds and Miles Gaskin. Eh, you know, they're okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they're not difference makers. And then your boy, I can't believe you forgot, is, is Kyle Juszczyk. I mean, I, are we uh, going to roll with the fullback? Clearly the best fullback in the NFL, a do it all type player, and should probably be on this list. And I, yeah, I completely forgot him. So sorry, Juice, if you're listening. <laughs> I mean, he's going to have some use for us. I mean, we're putting him on the roster some way, shape, or form. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a pretty good three-headed monster. Do a lot of everything. You got some speed, some power. Uh, do it all fullback there. And Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, and Kyle Juszczyk. Wide receiver is probably the easiest position. Tyree Kill, fifth-round selection. Stephon Diggs, fifth-round selection. And then if we were doing this a couple years ago, it would be, it'd be a blowout for uh, Antonio Brown to be the wide receiver one here. He would probably be wide receiver three in this mix still as a sixth rounder. But uh, a wide receiver is a position that the NFL has been able to find some players outside of round one. Absolutely. And this would be the best receiving core in the league. Um, I still think AB has a lot left to give. Um, but he's the third guy as he is in Tampa, which is amazing. Diggs and Hill. I mean, Hill's a little bit of a cheat because... He dropped for specific reasons, but nonetheless, he counts, so we'll take him. Um, the only other names I came up with, and I feel like there should be more of them, I thought Darnell Mooney was pretty darn good last year. And if he could be our fourth receiver, I'm all in on that. And I think that's it. I mean, there's some other okay guys, Valdez, Scantling, and people like that, but nobody that are you know clear have to have them on your roster type dudes yeah day two the sweet spot for wide receivers yes if you open that up to the third round and second round uh, now we're really talking but plenty good here in round five and how awesome has round five been for pass catchers at tight end we've got george kittle as a fifth round selection in 2017 and then darren waller the former wide receiver switched to tight end for the raiders now as a sixth round pick i mean this passing game with dak prescott throwing the ball to tyreek and stefan diggs and ab and george kittle darren waller look out yeah, wow. I mean, that pair of tight ends, with the exception of Kelsey, we have two of the best three in the league. And and we got second-day guys. 
amazing. Um, I came up with two names that I was kind of excited about that they just won't see the field for us, though. Tyler Higby. And then this one, I was real proud of myself because he's listed as a quarterback. I went to draft history and went through all the players. Logan Thomas, you know, I think he's still, you know, if he's our fourth tight end or third tight end with Higby, nice. I mean, that position is loaded. Oh, yeah, that that one is definitely stacked here. Um, I'm glad you brought up actually earlier Donnell Mooney. Uh, I wanted a, a note on him because big things from him in Bears camp, and it sounds like he and – uh, Justin Fields building a little rapport there and Fields talent throwing the ball down the field. Darnell Mooney's ability to get open down the field. I like that combination going I forward, by the way. So maybe look out for future day three all pro teams, although it's going to be tough to crack that lineup. Yeah, AB retires. He takes that third spot. Yeah, there you go. Let's see here. Offensive line. Uh, this was a tough one. This was tough. So I, I would have thought there would be more running backs. And on offense, I would have thought there would have been more, especially guards, interior offensive linemen. And there were some good ones, but I thought there was going to be just a ton. And I was surprised even how many interior guys had been drafted early that are some of the best players uh, in the NFL at that position. Interior defensive line, similar, but uh, the glaring one, the most obvious, probably the first name that came to mind even before Dak when I was doing this list was David Bakhtiari, fourth rounder uh, tackle from the Green Bay Packers. He's your left tackle, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's a great one. You're right. I mean, we, we preface this by saying tackles go early. Finding a guy like that really works out for us. Um, there's such an offensive line shortage in the league. You kind of alluded to it. Maybe teams aren't willing to use first-round picks on centers and guards, but as soon as day two rolls in, mm -hmm. they're filling positions with the best guards and centers in the draft. Absolutely, yeah, and that's what I saw is a lot of day two guys, and I thought, oh, there's going to be more day three guards, and there wasn't. The uh, The other tackle position got a little bit more difficult. There was uh, Michael Nguyenu from the New England Patriots, a six-rounder that had a really nice start to his career, but yeah. he's probably going to be playing inside from now on in New England. Because another guy's bumping him. You're, right. Your guy. Yeah. Right. Uh, Trent Brown, who was a seventh-round selection. So the Patriots, actually, the Patriots are well-represented on this list. We talked about how bad they've drafted early. They've still been finding some late-round nuggets, even though they've not been drafting as well recently. So Trent Brown probably gets the nod there at right tackle. Yeah, I mean, they've developed linemen for a long time. And obviously, they, they have a historically great offensive line coach for much of that reign um, developing linemen is gold. If you can get late round linemen and turn them into stars or even starters, that's oh, yeah. a home run. I mean, especially a tackle. I mean, that was the one especially that tackle. really stood out to me. You, you, it, you, aside from Bakhtiari, a couple more guys. Uh, if you have a starting tackle, you drafted him extremely high and probably too high, like higher than. The, and we see that all the time in the draft. It's like, well, how many offensive tackles do you have in your mock draft? Add three more. Yeah, you know, in the first round. <laughs> yeah, Samuel Cosby. You yeah, know, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so guards, speaking of current New England Patriots, Shaq Mason would probably Good make one. the team at guard with Michael and Wenu that we just mentioned, maybe being a swing guy. Uh, and then Wyatt Teller, fifth-round selection at guard. Yeah, very, very good pair. I mean, without question, Teller's really come on strong, and there's some serious run blockers there. And how good have the Packers been stealing offensive linemen late? Fifth-rounder Corey Lindsley, who just got paid with the Chargers, is the no-doubt starter. Jason Kelsey still around as a sixth-rounder would be uh, the backup there. Yeah, and I added another Packer who you don't really affiliate with the Packers, and he was drafted as a tackle, J.C. Treader. So a lot of Browns-Patriot-Packer mm -hmm. representation here. A lot of wins for those teams on the you know lately too. I mean, there, I think there's a bit of a trend. You get J.C. Treader in the fourth round, that works out great. I mean, they, you named two great centers. Kelsey's been one of the best centers of this generation. 
Uh, it's a pretty darn good O-line. Depth isn't wonderful, but it's a pretty darn good O-line. I'm shocked by that. Let's move on to, wait, let's see. Do we have any more offensive players who wanted to highlight here before we move on? I think there was maybe one or two more. No, I think we named most of them that we had here. Okay, good stuff. Pretty sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. And by the way, if we missed your favorite day three pick, let us know at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Let's talk defense all day three squad next. All right, let me talk about rockauto.com. They've been a really good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. The prices are always reliably low. And why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how, do, how did you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. I like when things are made easy for me, when I don't have a lot of time, something that I know I will enjoy. Give me the energy I need throughout the day, and Built Bar does exactly that. If you are low on time, you want a healthy snack, you need to replace a quick meal maybe. You can't do much better than a low-sugar, low-calorie, high-protein, high fiber snack that tastes awesome and to make it even tastier i'll tell you how you can get 15 percent off your next box of built bars built bars are great for the health conscious folks out there uh, lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and even great for a keto diet that peanut butter flavor 19 grams of protein only 180 calories and 5 grams of sugar cookies and cream 17 grams of protein only 130 calories and four grams of sugar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your next box of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. More talent to choose from, Matt, at defensive end, but it's another one of those positions where most of the top guys get drafted early, and you're looking for those freakish athletes that have the length and the athleticism. There's not many of those human beings walking the planet, but there was some steals on day three of the draft when it came to pass rushers at defensive end, and surprisingly more ends than defensive tackles, and, and that's definitely something that shocked me here. Uh, from D end, what do you think? I, I had four names I came up with. I don't know if you want to add any more. we got to pick two of these guys for our first team day three all pros i got matt judon fifth round pick zadarius smith who was a fourth rounder carl lawson just got paid by the jets was the fourth rounder for cincy and then trey flowers who cashed in another day three gem for the new england patriots who do you like as the top couple of guys there and any other names you want to add it's a great rotation um you mentioned that lawson just got paid Zadarius Smith just got paid right before that. Trey Flowers got paid before that. Matt Judon was also a free agent this year. He goes to New England. So some nice contracts there combined for those four. 
I would certainly utilize a rotation. I think Zadarius and Lawson would be my favorites. But Trey Flowers would certainly be kicking inside on passing downs. You know, we're a little light at defensive tackle for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I came up with Max Crosby, but he's a, a clear fifth of those groups. But he's going to be on their squad. And I like the idea of Trey Flowers maybe kicking inside, and even if we could count him as a defensive tackle, that'd be a nice pairing to go with the guy who jumps out here at in the fifth round with Grady Jarrett as the starting mm-hmm. defensive tackle. And it was really hard for me to find a second guy. Shelby Harris with a seventh-round pick. Um, I mean, there just wasn't a, a nearly as many day three Surprising. defensive tackles as I thought there was going to be. And yeah, in, in this day and age when there's less of the – you know, big nose tackle types where you draft that fifth round guy who's 350 and plays one down. There's just fewer of those types around as well. Right. I mean, you could have gotten the fourth or fifth round and as a stud nose tackle. Not many of those come to mind. The last couple draft classes for D tackles hasn't been great either. That hasn't helped our cause. Um, DJ Reader was a name I, I brought up. I mean, hmm. the Bengals just paid him big. It's a good one. And we didn't get anything out of him his rookie year. He'd be a good nose next to Garrett, uh, um, Jarrett. And a name that doesn't get brought up enough that I think is a really good football player is David Onyemata from the the Saints. And uh, they've extended him. He's a really good player. So it would be okay at the tackle. If it wasn't for uh, Grady Jarrett, it would be in big trouble, though. Right, yeah. And that was that surprising at all to you, the the lack of talent at tackle on day three? I thought that was going to be one of the best positions to find. And a linebacker was the same. I I thought there was going to be a ton more linebackers, and there just wasn't. There were some solid players, but... I mean, I don't. It's not know. a great group of linebackers. Just traditionally, the, you would think, okay, if we if you were building a team, it was blank, and you had to pick which rounds you could draft which positions. Obviously, offensive tackles, defensive ends, and quarterbacks probably be round one stuff. Maybe you look wide receiver on day two, but day three is where I'd say, okay, let's go interior up the middle positions. Let more about instincts and smarts, less about you know pure height, weight, speed. So guards, centers, D tackles, linebackers, safeties. That's where I thought all the value is going to be here and it's just not it the wasn't. case. I was blown away. Yeah. I think the league's changing a little bit. I mean that they're valuing do it all linebackers and people are actually trading up and using first round picks for them. The lack of safeties really surprised me without question. I guess the tackle doesn't shock me that it's lean because this was one of the things I learned immediately when I was recruiting for, you know, for a living was every year. Like when you looked at the top 200 recruits, there was very few D tackles. They were the hardest to get because it's just simple. I mean, there aren't many six, four and a half, 285 pounds and bigger um, that can run, that are strong, that manhandle people. And they all go to big schools. You know, it, it's just a shortage of those human beings on the planet. So I guess that translates also to the NFL. But you're right. Up the middle of the defense is not the strength of our team at all. Not at all. And linebackers similar. We got KJ Wright, who's currently a free agent, former right, fourth round board. pick. Uh, Matt Milano in Buffalo is a fifth rounder. You added uh, Blake Martinez. I can't believe I forgot about Blake Martinez. That's another good one. What was he a fourth rounder, right? Um, yeah. And I mean, that's fine, but that's yeah. our worst position, probably. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of good third rounders at linebacker, too. And some undrafted free agents. That's the other thing. Is you look through, he's like, oh, that guy. And he's like, oh, no, he wasn't even drafted at all. So the the undrafted free agent team would be quite strong as well. Yeah, good point. And maybe that's the position something we're going to get some tweets about. Like, yeah, what about this guy? He's okay. You know, I mean, J. Ron Brown from Tennessee is okay. I almost mm-hmm. listed him, but it was like, eh. yeah. I mean, I but for what we got, like, he'd play. 
Good point. And maybe, like you said, a couple of guys that are in their first, second years right now is going to jump out and be on this list mm-hmm. in the very near future. How about corner? Obviously, it's another one of those positions. Teams just draft corners early, so it's, it's harder to find tackles, harder to find corners, because when you have those freaks of nature, there's not that many guys that, that have all those traits you're looking for. So corner is one that was a little bit difficult. Clearly, Richard Sherman's the, the famous day three selection, fifth rounder. It's been doing it for a long right. time, but a free agent. Like his old teammate KJ Wright. It's an easy currently. one, but he's unemployed. Yeah, you know, right. Uh, and then last year, Legarius Sneed really was good as a rookie. Really, really good. Kind of played some safety and corner in college. I mean, he's blazing fast. Has a lot of size. Fourth rounder for KC. Nice selection there. So I, I threw him in as the second corner. He saved the day. I mean, if it wasn't for him, would be really trouble. And that's only two. You know, I mean, one of them isn't playing football right now, and one's <laughs> a rookie that was, right. you know. It, a fourth rounder. I mean, it wasn't like he was a fifth, sixth, seventh rounder. I came up with two other names, Desmond King, but his best days are probably over. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, he had a good career, but I don't know that I can count on him right now. And then I just called him a defensive back, but the, uh, the notorious Chauncey yes. Gardner Johnson. I like needs that one. To be on our team. Yeah. Chauncey Gardner Johnson would be really good. A depth piece for this team and a, and a versatile Nicole, guy that could right. fit into a number of spots. And I really liked Chauncey, uh, Chauncey Gardner, Gardner Johnson coming out of college. So uh, that's a good one. I can't believe I forgot him because I liked him so much. So, um, yeah, defensive back, a little bit lean, a couple of really strong safeties here, but then not a lot after that. Adrian Amos, fifth rounder, and Eddie Jackson, the fourth round pick, would be the two starting safeties. There are more nickel types, I think. That's easier, but especially those outside corners were tough, and I was surprised by how tough safety was as well. Yeah, I mean, I bet we could come up with some five eight five nine nickel corners that are not real well known mm-hmm. that are okay. You know what I mean? Like Mike Hilton comes to mind, but he was undrafted. You know, yes, people like right. that. Um, uh, in uh, good, in Indianapolis, who am I thinking of? The uh, oh, more more yeah. the nickel I there. Yeah. Where he went, but uh, he's a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could definitely use him. Um, what was I? That pair of safeties, though. Former teammates with the Bears, kudos to the Bears yeah. drafting those guys there. And then Amos made huge money. Jackson, the captain, made huge money. Hasn't been quite as good the last couple of years, but still a high-quality player. Great pair of safeties. And the only name I had at safety was a seventh-round pick from Washington last year, Cameron Curl, who probably a lot of people don't know, but he's was really good for them last year on a really good defense. Good player. I mean, I think he could make a Landon Collins expendable, you know, some one of those bad contracts. And Curl's like a bigger bodied safety, right? I, yeah, I remember yeah. him being, you know, longer, bigger type of, of box type of safety there. And yeah, he did have a nice little rookie season. So good call. He might have to be our nickel linebacker too. We're there, a little oh, late. There you go. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have to look at specialists. I almost started to look at kickers too. And I was like, well, most of the good ones are still They're like, all Tucker. Yeah. Undrafted too. So, I was like, yeah, I guess undrafted hurts yeah. us. So the I'm better sure we can find a return like, guy too. That's okay. Definitely better specialist team of undrafted than day three picks even. No doubt. No doubt. But it, to your point, it was, it was really alarming that up the middle of the defense was not so great. Very surprising. I think it's not surprising now that I think about it, that offense, you could find more gems. And I think when in doubt, teams draft defense because obviously an offense, and this goes back to Bill Walsh, talked about this a lot, is like, look, the offense controls the ball. So you can decide where the ball goes. Uh, you So you can have a weakness and you can uh, work around it. On defense, if you have a weakness, the offense is going there. So you got to be strong everywhere on defense. Mm-hmm. And I just think that more defensive players 
Because we get so wrapped up in, and you see it with mock drafts, a bunch of wide receivers, a bunch of running backs, quarterbacks, everything like that. The fun positions go in round one. In real life, you get to the NFL draft, a bunch of defensive players you didn't see coming happen this year at the end of round one, and a bunch of big offensive linemen that can move, that teams are just crossing their fingers and hoping to hit on one of those high-value positions. And I also think that defensive players with traits, you know, long arms, good 40 times, they're probably going to go in the third round, the projects, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of that, too. It's like, well, I don't think this guy's going to get back around one more time, one more uh, revolution of the sun in, in day four was not going to be there. So let's let's get this project in day three and work on it. Yeah, and this was fun. This was a fun little exercise. Absolutely. Good. That's our yeah. day three All-Pro team. Where did we go wrong? At BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL. Got some guests coming up. For you, tomorrow we're talking with Patricia Trena. She's the host of Locked On New York Giants. We're going to talk Browns with Jeff Lloyd coming up next week. We're not having a show on Friday or Monday, taking a holiday here, much-needed holiday, I think, for both of us, Matt. Uh, And then we will come back next week and, and do it all again, talk with some more hosts, get into more teams around the NFL and whatever other news is happening around the league. Good stuff. Yeah, this was a blast today. Good suggestion. Talk to you tomorrow. Right here, Peacock and Williamson.